so we are continuing our sermon series, Game On, and this has been our fall kickoff series we've been looking at. And what the series has been about in the title, Game On, just that we would say game on to every area of our lives where God wants to move. You know, that the Lord has a plan and a purpose for every area of our life, that he cares about all of our lives. And we want to make sure, as disciples of Jesus, that every area of our life um, it submits to the reign and will of Jesus and that God's blessing and transformation would take place. And so the first week of the series, we talked about our faith and our personal relationship with God and just how we can say game on in that. And then the second week, we talked about mental and emotional health, how God wants to heal us and set us free from those kinds of things. Last week, Mark talked about being all in relationally and connected in community. And we're going to be continuing that series today as well. So I want to start with our scripture. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And let me read it to you. It's going to be up on the screen behind me. But this is Paul writing. He says this. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. All right, if you would, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you're here, and God, that you want to change us. And so, Lord, would you open up your word to us, and we open up our hearts to you. God, would we hear from you and let your spirit move in us. Lord, I pray that you would speak. God, nobody needs to hear from me, but would we hear from you. And Lord, I pray that anything I say would just fall to the ground as dust and be blown away. But God, that you would speak, and that your word would be planted deep in our hearts to change us. So, Lord, we love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, think about a time in your life. Some of you are going to be too young for this, but others of us are sadly old enough for this reality. But to think about a time in your life when you had one of those moments, I would say an eye-opening moment, a self-realization, kind of a wake-up call moment, when you realized that you really needed to work on your health. Like just a moment in your life when you realized that maybe you were not in as good a shape as you needed to be, or you were just like, I'm not doing too well physically. Some of you are too young for that. That's okay. You will probably experience that one day in life. It's kind of a rite of passage. But for the rest of us, we kind of have those moments where it just hits us. It's like, oh man, I don't know how I'm doing physically. You know, it could be just for example, you just realize one day you go to the doctor and look, doctors are great, but sometimes it feels like your doctor is insulting you, you know, kind of like they have carte blanche on insults, and they're like, you are in bad shape. You do not, and you're like, wow, okay, thanks, doc. But you go to the doctor, and it kind of hits you. You're like, okay, I'm not in great shape. Or maybe all of a sudden, clothes you had don't fit as well as they used to. Maybe it's like you're playing with your kids, and you realize, you're like, man, I used to be able to play with them for hours, and now you get so tired really quickly. And you just have one of those moments where you're like, ah, I need to make sure I'm doing okay physically. It happens to everybody at some point in life. This happened to me actually uh, several years ago. Now, let me say just first and foremost, I am by no means a pillar of health. I don't claim to be. But several years ago, I was in much worse shape than I am. I weighed a lot more than I do now, ate terrible, didn't exercise. And so I was kind of like, okay, I probably need to do something about this. So I did what a lot of people do. Um, I scheduled some sessions with a personal trainer. And who here's ever worked with a personal trainer? Just, it is weird. And it is like one of the most bizarre 
and potentially discouraging events of your life. And that's nothing against personal trainers. They are amazing people. They help us lose weight. They encourage us. They challenge us. But when you're the recipient, so to speak, of the training, you're just like, it just, they hurt your body and they, it kind of hurts your heart at first. You know, those first few sessions are not easy. You're like, wow. And so I met with this personal trainer. And first off, you know, he, he looked like he was on American Gladiators. I was like, wow, do people really look like you? I was like, give me a break. And so he takes my weight. I didn't realize it was going to be what it was. I was like, wow, I did not think that number was going to pop up. And then he took some other levels, and you're like, okay, I'm really not in good shape. But then what a trainer does is they take you out into the workout room, and that's when it really goes downhill because they'll be like, hey, okay, lift that, do this many sit-ups, do some pull-ups, and run on the treadmill or whatever they make you do. And you just get out there, and, like, back then I couldn't run from here to the other wall, you know, so, like, I am just, like, floundering in this session. And I realized throughout this entire time, it hit me. I was like, you know what? I thought I was out of shape, but I realized that I was so past being out of shape that, like, to be out of shape would have been an improvement. Like, I was just that far gone, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And so my body hurts, my heart really hurts, but I'm like, obviously, I need to do something about it. And so you can just have those moments where you realize, like, oh, God, I need to just be careful. We have to check on and take care of our health. And one thing for us as Christians, as disciples of Christ, is that taking care of ourselves physically is really important. And it's a part of our relationship with Jesus. And that we want to be people who make sure that we are seeking to be healthier and taking care of our bodies. And that we would say game on to health and living in that way. And that's what we want to talk about today. How to do that, why it matters, and what God says about it. So, now, it might seem a little strange to be talking about physical health at church. Sometimes I think that is a little strange. I remember the first time I heard a sermon about physical health and how that ties into our faith. I just remember thinking it was kind of strange. And I think sometimes it comes across as weird because when we talk about Jesus and faith and the gospel and God changing us and all those kinds of things, we're more often than not talking about things that God does in our hearts on the inside spiritually. You know, that's kind of where the gospel works most of the time in our lives. But the Bible actually just has a lot to say about health. It says a lot about it. One scripture that's really important is 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. And John writes, he says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along. And so right here, what John is doing is he's telling us that, yeah, God cares about our soul first and foremost. But it's not just that that the Lord cares about our health, that our bodies matter, and the shape and the way that our bodies, like how we are healthy, is important to the Lord. And so the two parts, both soul and body, collide when the gospel is supposed to be in us and transform us. And again, we just want to look at that today. So before we get into the whole subject of hell, just to talk about our bodies for a moment, just to paint the right picture, it's really incredible that what God has created in us, in the human body. I mean, our bodies are amazing what they can do and what God has put together. I really do believe that God's genius is on display in the human body. I mean, it's incredible how our bodies work and the way God has made us. I mean, you think about, and again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, and if I was, I think I'd just be more amazed at it because you think about, like, 
when a baby is conceived and the way they grow in a mother's womb and the way we grow fingers and organs, the way they develop during that period and then we're born and the way our bodies change and grow and the way that they work. I mean, you think about it. Blood is always moving through your body and you have no part in that other than you're just alive. And the way we take in oxygen and it spreads through our body, the way our cardiovascular to our nervous system to our respiratory system, everything just works. It's amazing that God has given us voluntary and involuntary organs. I mean, it's amazing what God has created. And just to show you how unbelievable our bodies are, I just want to take a second to talk about the human eye. Because if you just understand the intricacies and complexities of how our eyes work, it's unbelievable. Let me just read this to you. This is just just to kind of whet our appetite about how incredible God has made our bodies and how they work. This is, how, this is just something about our eyes. Just listen to this. The tiny retina contains about 130 million rod-shaped cells which detect light intensity and transmit impulses to the visual cortex of the brain by means of some one million nerve fibers, while nearly six million cone-shaped cells do the same job but respond specifically to color variation. The eyes can handle 500,000 messages simultaneously and are kept clear by ducts producing just the right amount of fluid with which the lids clean both eyes simultaneously in one five thousandth of a second. That's what your eyes do. Think about that. And God made that. I really don't understand any scientist that has any level of understanding of biology and the anatomy is an atheist. I mean, our bodies are incredible. But here's the thing I want you to understand. Our bodies are like a machine, and just like any machine, it has to be maintained and taken care of. A machine can run and last as long as we take care of it. And that's really important. That's what we need to be doing in terms of health and what God wants us to do. I know a guy that he's an auto mechanic, and he lives up in Kentucky. And he drives the same car for the past 30 years. He has a Toyota Camry from the late 80s, and he's got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles on it. Runs just like it did the first day because he knows how to take care of it, and he does. And our bodies are the same way. You know, we know that, yeah, over time our bodies break down and we get unhealthy, but if we maintain it and if we take care of it, our bodies really can last a long time. And we want to be people that take care of our bodies so that God can use us for as long as possible. So in terms of the subject of health, it's kind of interesting. We know, I mean, all of us, I think, are pretty aware that to be healthy is important. We are not unaware of that. That is knowledge that we have. The science is in. You know, we know that being healthy is important, and we want to seek to do that. And I think most of us, pretty much all of us, we know the basics of health. I'm going to hit them in just a second, but I think we pretty much know what to do. We kind of live in a culture that inundates us with it. But the basics of health are just this, you know, one, eat well. You got to eat less. You need to exercise. You know, you need to get rest and go to the doctor. And let me just say this about going to the doctor. I'm just going to hit pause for a second. Ladies, just take a break. Uh, this is for all the guys in the room. I'm dead serious when I say this. I don't know what it is about some dudes. Go to the doctor. I talk to so many guys who are like, I don't need to go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't know anything. I know my body. And I'm like, have you been to medical school? No, you haven't. So I'm serious when I say this. I, really, I say this as a pastor. Go to the doctor. Especially go when your wife tells you to. I've learned that in marriage. So when Michelle and I first got married, uh, 
there were several doctors I hadn't seen in a few years, and she was not happy with me, and so I have since learned my lesson. But I'm just, seriously, go to the doctor, okay? I'll unpause that. We'll get back into the message. I just had a soapbox about that. So we know that being healthy is important, and we know how to do it, but the problem is it's easier said than done. It's a challenge. Most of us, a lot of us have a hard time being healthy. I, I admit that I do. It's, it's tough, you know? And so it's tough, I think, for several reasons. And I think most of these are legitimate. Like, I get it. First thing I would say is it's just hard to do. Like, being healthy, I admit, it's not easy. It's really frustrating that healthy food costs a whole lot more than a dollar hamburger at Wendy's. You know, and it's like, well, I'd want to be healthy, but I have to, like, mortgage my house. I, I get it. It can be hard. The second reason I would say is it's, it's just we don't like to do it. I would much rather eat tacos than eat vegetables. I feel you on that. It's, it's, again, it's tough. I get that. I would also say sometimes we can just be indifferent about it, and we need to not be. It's important. But another thing, and this is legitimate, and I say this because some of you need to hear this and just to feel that grace. Like, sometimes our lives are just not conducive to it, and I get that. I mean, sometimes our lives and the pace and the schedule, like, it is hard to be healthy. I'll give you an example. Sometimes it's like you have a long day, you're at work, you pick your kids up, you know, and it's like, yeah, you were supposed to make dinner, but you know what? It's just tonight we're just going to go to Chick-fil-A because I just don't have time to cook. I get that. And I want you to feel the grace in that. You know, sometimes it's a long day and you were planning to go to the gym, but you got out of work late. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I can either go to the gym now, but I need to go home and see my family. Again, that's legitimate. I get that. And so I just want you to feel that grace. Like sometimes our lives are not conducive to it. And the last thing I would say why it's just hard to do is that we live in a culture that is obsessed with how we look. And the message of our culture to all of us is, you need to be healthier, and you are not as attractive as you could be. That is what culture tells us. I mean, you watch any TV show, I'd be willing to bet, more than likely, you're going to see at least a commercial for a diet ad, you know. And they're all, not that they're all bad, but they just kind of, you know, they're like, eat dirt for a day and you'll lose 10 pounds. I mean, they're just kind of, it's, you do your research on diets. Or you'll see an ad for some type of exercise equipment that you need. You know, this thing will make you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger 40 years ago, you know, and it's like a rubber ball you squeeze. You're like, I don't think it's going to do that. <laughs> we also live in such a strange world with social media because people that we know post all these pictures. And I think a lot of us, we know people who are really into fitness and they post pictures of themselves at the gym and how great their bodies are. And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But, you know, it's just always know with social media... Don't ever compare your life to somebody else's social media because it's just their highlights. That's what we all do. Like, always keep that in mind. Don't think, man, their life is perfect. You're just seeing all the highlights they want you to see. But the point is, all of those things kind of working together, it's tough to be healthy, and I get that. But here's what I want to say to you. I think, I believe this. Taking all that and kind of putting it aside, if you and I really want to be healthier... And really have victory in this. Because again, it's hard. If we want to be healthy people, we need to know what God says about our health. Because if we know what God says about it, what Jesus says about it, I believe that is the right foundation. That will be the best motivator and driving force to us have more victory and success in being healthy. 
Because if just left to ourselves, we are going to be driven by fear, our insecurity, our competition, and just lies of the enemy. And so it's like, all right, Lord, what do you say about it? And let that be what we are driven by and what leads us into being healthier. So the scripture that we looked at in Corinthians talks about this. The scripture that we read by Paul talks about our bodies and being healthy. And so in verse 20, Paul said, he said, honor God with your bodies. That's what he told us to do. And what Paul is saying is that we need to take care of our bodies. And the way that that applies to us is, you know, part of that is to be healthy. Now, just to give you the context of the scripture, the Corinthians were not people who took care of their bodies. The the people that Paul wrote this letter to originally. Um, They had a lot of issues with feasting and food and sex and just kind of craziness. And so they were people who didn't take care of themselves. And Paul is trying to teach them and hammer into them, hey, it is really important if you're going to be a Christian that you take care of yourself. And Paul is commanding us, yeah, it's important to seek to be healthier and to live that kind of life. Now, what's interesting about Paul is this. Paul knew, I think, a good bit about health. Now, he lived 2,000 years ago. He didn't have the science that we have and all the data and nutrition and all that. But for somebody who lived a long time ago, when you know Paul's life and the practices he had, you can really surmise that Paul knew about health. I'll give you some examples. First thing is this. Paul, before he was a Christian, he was Jewish. And as a devout Jew, as a Pharisee, he would have had a very strict diet. So he knew about eating good food and eating bad food. So he had a base knowledge of that. Second thing is Paul knew about exercise and from this standpoint. Once Paul became a Christian and he took his missionary journeys, when you know how long in terms of mileage the missionary journeys were and how long they lasted, Paul walked an average of 20 miles a day to preach the gospel. All right, he would have broken his Fitbit really fast. But that's how much he got his steps in really easily. Okay? And the other thing, too, about Paul, throughout his ministry, he was beaten, tortured, bloodied, thrown in prison. And so he knew, I think he had a good knowledge of the wear and tear the body goes through, more than most of us. And he knew the limits of the human body. So just understand, Paul was an apostle and he was a missionary. He wasn't a fitness person. But based on his life, He did have a unique knowledge, and he is somebody to listen to about our health. And here's the other thing about Paul, and I think he is so smart just in the way he writes. I think Paul, I can't say this for sure, but I think he knew that it was hard for us to be healthy. It's just hard for most of us. I know it's hard for me. And so Paul wanted to give us good reasons why it's important for Christians to do it, why we should seek to do it. And I believe the reasons Paul gives us are not just good reasons. I think they're probably the best reasons of why it's important for us to pursue health, to try to be healthier, okay? So first thing is this. Paul teaches us in Corinthians 6. He talks about, he says that Jesus sacrificed his body for our bodies. All right, he sacrificed his body for our bodies. He says in that scripture that we read, he says that you and I were bought at a price, okay? And he sacrificed our bodies for Excuse me, he sacrificed his body for our bodies. He didn't just save our soul. That is one thing he did. That's what God did. But part of it was our entire life God is saving and redeeming. And so we just need to understand that Jesus sacrificed his body for ours. And so because of that, we just want to make sure that we're taking care of it. He didn't just pay for your soul. 
But understand that Jesus sacrificed his perfect, sinless body, and he shed his precious blood for us. And so we want to seek to be healthier because of that. Number two, we got to remember, we need to take care of ourselves because the Holy Spirit lives in us. God lives in us, and so we need to take care of our bodies. Paul tells us that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are his temple. God actually lives in us when we become a Christian, so our body is his house, and he lives there. And so we need to take care of it. You know, God lives in us, and so that's a reason to take care of the house that he lives in. I think I would say it like this. God doesn't tell you to take care of yourself just because you live there. The reality is he wants you to take care of yourself because he lives there. You know, Mark and Fran just bought a house a few weeks ago, about a month ago, right up the road. And if I go to their house, it's not my house, it's their house. And I need to respect that. I can't draw on the walls or spill stuff on the carpet. You know, it's their house. And my body is God's house, and your body is too. So we want to take care of it and maintain it. And last thing I would say is this. Our bodies are Jesus' property. They're 100% his. We live in a culture that says, my body, and that is just not true. It's God's. He paid for it, and he owns it. And so, again, he gets to dictate how we treat it. Your body and my body are on loan to us, and we need to take care of it for the glory of God and because he lives there. And so those are the reasons that Paul gives us about why it's important to be healthy. And again, we know we need to be seeking to be healthier. We know how to do it, but it's hard. But I believe if we build our health on what God says, again, we build our health because Jesus sacrificed his body for us, we are his temple, and we're, bodies are his property. And if we'll let that be our foundation and the driving force for seeking to be healthier, I believe we'll have more success and more victory, okay? Back when I was in high school, I went to a varsity soccer game at my school, and I didn't play soccer, but we had a pretty good soccer team, so we would go to the games. And then I remember before one of these games, a school official came up to the student section and said, we need a couple of y'all to be sideline ball boys for the soccer game. Just grab the ball when it goes out of bounds and toss it to the players. And so me and a couple of buddies were like, oh, okay, sure. Um, you know, anytime somebody asks you to volunteer for something, always get the specifics. You know, never just think, oh, just, I'll be a nice guy because you don't want to sign up for something like I did. And I literally thought I might have a heart attack in this game because being a ball boy at a soccer game, it's not like baseball. You know, you've got a ball boy who just sits on the foul line and just picks up the ball, you know, if it, they hit a foul ball. In soccer, what you have to do you run the entire game with the players because I can't speak to professional soccer players, but in high school, they kick the ball out of bounds every two and a half seconds. They're terrible at kicking and passing. And so it was me and three other friends, and each of us basically had like a side of the field, okay? And for some reason, I had the long way. And I really, I was like, I, I, might, I might die. Like I'd never run so much in my life. And we're just running back and forth and running back and forth. And at halftime, I really wanted to quit, and we couldn't quit, though. But the point was, I mean, this is 20-plus years ago. I was in much better shape than I am now, and I really thought this is the end. You know, I'm, I'm going to just die on the track at school um, in the soccer game that we're losing. But I knew I should have learned back then, yeah, it's important to be healthy. 
And I wish I had known what Paul's talking about in this passage. And so just to say, yeah, we need to seek to be healthier. God wants us to do that. And let Christ and his sacrifice, his body for our body, the fact that we are his temple and the fact that our bodies are his property, let that be the motivation with which we do this. Let that be the reason we do it and be the driving force. And again, if we'll do that, I think we will have much more success when it comes to our health. John Wesley, he was the guy who started United Methodist Church back in the 1700s. Wesley, even back then, we didn't have you know, nearly the knowledge on nutrition we do now, but Wesley was ahead of his time because he would teach and write about to United Methodists, like, take care of your body. One of the things Wesley taught was like, one, you know, it's important to drink water. And he was like, avoid other drinks, drink as much water as you can. Wesley would teach it's important to get exercise. He was really big on rest. Wesley went to bed every night at 9 o'clock and woke up at 4. And if he was with people at 9 o'clock, he would stand up and say, it's time for all men of God to go to sleep, which would really be, you know, kill a room and kill the energy in the room. But that's what Wesley did. Um, but I just want to say our roots as United Methodists even find themselves in taking care of ourselves physically. Now, just to give you full context, I'm not making this up when I say this. John Wesley also, he also taught that rubbing onions and honey on your head cured baldness. And so he wasn't a fitness expert, but he did have some good insights. And so I just tell you that our roots are even found in this of being healthy and taking care of ourselves. And so my thing is this, my prayer and hope for all of us today is like, we want to honor God with our bodies. And we want to be people that we take care of ourselves, one, for the glory of God, but two, you've got loved ones that are depending on you, and you need to be around for them. But also, we need to take care of ourselves because I want to serve God as long as I can, as long as he has me here, you know? And if you just get low of energy and you have a hard time staying with stuff physically, I think there's less God can use you for. And so it's important to seek to be healthier. And the standard is this. This is important. It's not to say you've got to have perfect health. Because one, I don't even know what that would be. But I just don't want us to be like misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not saying that you need and I need to have like look like American gladiators or something like that. But it's that, okay, are we taking the steps to be healthier? You know, what are we doing? Maybe what are those areas of weakness? What can we be doing to be healthier? All of us could be healthier. And God is here to help you. So I'm going to go ahead and invite the band up, and I'll close with this. Just for you, what step for health maybe you, do you need to take? And what step do I need to take? Maybe you need to start eating better. I know I do. Maybe you need to start eating less. Maybe you start getting some exercise. Maybe you need to work on rest. And rest is a hard one because our lives are busy. And if you have kids, you pretty much never sleep. But do what you can. Um, for some of you guys, please go to the doctor. Um, but what is that step you need to take? And let me just say this. Number one, just start where you are. Wherever you are, start. Take it day by day. You know, don't look at the next six months, just, okay, what do I need to do today? And then when you get to tomorrow, what do I need to do tomorrow to be healthier? 
Also, I would say, get some community and accountability around you to help you do this. You can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. But have people who are praying for you and help you and support you in it. And also know this, that God's grace is with you to help you. You're not going to do it perfectly. God doesn't want you to do it perfectly. But by his grace, through the best of our ability, let's seek to be healthier. Because we want to be the people who are healthy because it's a part of our relationship with God. And that God wants to help us be healthier. And we want, again, we want to be healthy for him, for our loved ones, and for God to be able to use us as long as possible. Okay? We want to be able to say game on to our health because God cares about it. And we want to care about it too. Remember this. Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And strength means that we would love God with our bodies. And so we want to be people, this church, to be people who fulfill the greatest commandment by honoring God with our bodies. Let's pray.